Okay, so, does everybody have their app open? Did you join the church poll group? Doing pretty good. Is doing it doing pretty, pretty good? good? Yeah. Seeing people pop in there? Yeah, I'm impressed. Okay, cool, because we want you to have that open and up in your hands. Online, you guys totally can do this too. You will show Just, up. Yeah. Yes, you'll show up. We'll see you. And you're going to be playing along with us because deep Bible stuff today, y'all. <laughs> we are going to play, is it Judges or is it Star Wars? <laughs> okay. So... This is why we need y'all, and then listen, no cheating, okay? Don't Google, don't be looking up anything. Go with your gut. You are, if you're in that poll group, and you're also gonna see it on the screen, um, you didn't just cheat and look at this, did you? Look at what? All your, you yeah, have the answers yeah, right there? Yeah, you know, I have not seen this. Okay, Joel I have not, not even studied. I was so confident yes, he was. Um, that I would do great, and then at nine o'clock, we have five different questions at nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, I missed the first two, and I was feeling very bad about myself. Two? Did you get three right? I got the last three right, so I was okay. three out of five, which I think we'll is still failing. Want to go back failing. and look at that? Oh, it's, yes. <laughs> okay, so, so you guys are going to get a series of questions. It will be a name, and what I need you to think of is this person from the Book of Judges or from Star Wars. Can y'all hear that? And she did okay. a really good Support. job. She did a really good okay. job of making yeah. it. So, not are you ready? Obvious. All right, here we go. Zach, you ready? Question number one is going to pop First up here question. on the pole. There it is. It's yes. right there. Yep. All right. Zeba. <laughs> Judges or <laughs> Star Wars? Which is it? Oh, my goodness. You guys vote, vote, vote. Whoa, everyone's going hardcore judges. I'm not 100% sure about that, though. Joel has a voting palette. You see it on the app. You have the question, and you just it should be there's a check. the name. Yeah, and no, you no, check. don't type in there. Is just it judges? Touch on the checkbox. Or there. Star Wars, and you vote. Is it judges? No, nope, don't type. No, nope, don't type. <laughs> don't type. Just choose. Is it this um, or that? Zeba. Is, is that the All correct right, well, pronunciation? Let's see. Lock in your vote. I need you to. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of people going for judges. Um, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna go with the majority, and I'm gonna say uh, it's from. The Bible, the book of Judges. All right. Final vote. Jeff, the answer is? Ah, yes. good job, everybody. Judges chapter 8. How were good you job. all so confident? So were you doing Joel the same thing that I did That's and just, good. like, going with everybody? Okay. So, second one. Are we ready for the second name? Ula. There Ula. it is. Judges or? O-O-L-A. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm not even going to look this time. I'm going to bet. Go with your gut. I'm going to guess that a lot of the congregations going with Star Wars. They are. Oh, my. 38, 39. Yeah, it's 39. Yeah, all Star Wars. Nope, there's one judge. It's 41 Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not going against that either. So These people know what they're doing, I think. You think? You think so? I think, yeah. All right, is your vote Star Wars? How could this many people be wrong? Okay, Jeff? Yes! Yes! Good job. She's one of Jabba the Hutt's dancers. Did you know you were going to learn that in church Wait. today? Okay. From from the original three. From the original. She what? Those had they had names. They had names. Where do you even find oh. this stuff? Uh, question I, three. Questions. Okay, question three. Right? Name three. All right, we're going to keep nope. going. Tola. Judges or? It's up. Um, we're a little bit more split this time. Hmm. Ola. 
Um, I'm gonna go. Wow. Come on, Joel, you just gotta decide. Okay. You gotta decide. What's it gonna be? Uh, let's have some fun. I'm gonna go against the majority. I'm gonna go Star Wars. All right. Final answer, Star no, Wars. No, actually, I don't think. But yeah, yeah. Oh, but you can't change it now. I, right. No, no, I, I voted. Final I voted. Answer. answer is judges. Yeah. You guys are right. Chapter 10, yeah. You guys are but right. But Ula and Tola, I'm trying to mess you up there. Okay. Okay, right. is that so, the truth? Are you ready? Next name? Tarful. Huh. Interesting. I would think judges, but we're going pretty hard Star Wars, and I bet these people know they're Star Wars. <laughs> do they look like they do? Some of them do look like they do. How would you know? It's pop culture. It's... If you had an R2-D2 on your head, that would well, be Well, I cool. voted, uh, wait. Alright, you gotta choose. I Final. voted judges on the thing, so I'm gonna stick with judges. You stick with judges? Yeah. Judges, your final answer? Yeah. You would be wrong! <laughs> Tarful, he's a Wookiee general! Also, now, Joel, you must try to make a Wookiee sound. Oh. Okay. Alright. Is all right. that, that's, that, that's just. That is, a, he is a general, in, a Wookiee general. Okay. Okay, alright, so, alright, here's another one. Last one. Well, we've got a bonus question. This was Shmi. Oh, all right. Shmi. Okay, I'm going to go... I'm going to go judges. Okay, final answer? Final answer. Everybody, Hold on. Uh, yeah, they've got voting? Yeah. Okay. All right, answer is... Y'all, that is Anakin, Darth Vader's mom's name. Shmi's Skywalker. I know. Who knew? I was trying to trick you. Okay. Yeah, I did right, terrible. So, I, I, all right. Last bonus question is. I got two out of five. Gideon. What do y'all think? Oh, oh, I see what you did. Uh huh. Did you see what I did? I think so. It's a trick question. It's both. The question it's then. It's both. Both. He's a judge, and he's Moff Gideon, the horrible, evil, despot ruler in the Mandalorian. All right. So. Oh my goodness. Good job. You did it. Can you vote for both even? You didn't, you know what? Yes, you can. You would have done cool. better if you'd used your lightsaber. No, I did terribly. You forgot your lightsaber. <laughs> it would have been better. Okay, so. Uh, the real question is that? did you, who, who, did, uh, who did better than me and got three out of five? Everyone. Everybody who, got perfect. Who score? did better than all those people and got four out of five? Online campus, type your name and then you got four out of five. How about, here, keep your hands up if you got five out of five. There's our judges and Bible scholar right, right there. Got three or four of them. Nice job, guys. I hope Jedi, you're not too embarrassed of me. Jedi, Jedi Bible wow. scholars. I can't believe how difficult that yes. was. Yes. Well, that was your question. Was like, but did you get those right because you knew judges or because you knew Star Wars? I don't know. I just figured. This is a judgment-free zone, y'all. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm Joel. I'm the Connect Pastor. Shelly, she's the Creative Arts Pastor. We get. Mm -hmm to team teach the last week in the book of Judges, and we really are going to sew this up some. Yeah. Um, if you, this is your first time here, that's all right. We have so far covered a bunch of judges. Um, the Ehud, the left-handed king stabber. We've done, you did, Deborah, the fairest of the judges, and um, the best military leader in Israelite, female military leader in Israelite history. We did a Gideon, the kind of like hesitant, Fearful and yet still brave somehow. Mm -hmm. um, warrior for the Israelites. And then the brute, Samson, who is just not very likable, I don't think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, but so. he was still a judge. We did, uh, yeah, Greg did him last week. And mm -hmm. now we're covering things 
that you wouldn't normally talk about in church this week right. to sew this, this book up. And what we're really kind of highlighting is the cycle that we've been through now for the entire month, the cycle of the Israelites fall into idolatry, they start worshiping other gods, then they reap the repercussions of that, have all kinds of problems, and are um, overtaken by foreign peoples. And then they cry out to God, then God sends them a rescuer, and they repent, and things are hunky-dory for a short time, and even that is still not great, usually. Mm-hmm. Not, but it's still way better. Yeah. Then they forget, and they repeat the cycle over yep. and over and over and over again. And Kurt talked about this, like, the thing in the mall where you put the coins in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how the Israelites just keep going around in that cycle. But they're not just going around and around and around. What else, what else is happening when you put a <laughs> coin down that? It's going down. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that's towards charity, which is a good thing. But no, the Israelites just keep heading down a darker yeah. path. And that's, that's kind of where we are. You, you, that's the way the yes, book of Judges like, ends. Yep, that's the end of Judges right there. <laughs> so yeah, so today, I mean, if you really want to know the whole title of the message, it's Things we don't usually talk about because they're really horrible. <laughs> That's, and it's too late. You're here. You can't sleep now. Sorry, online. Just stay with us. Okay, but listen, I had a personal breakthrough with the book of Judges this year. I've been excited about it, and I want to share this with you guys today. So I have always struggled with the story of Jephthah. I don't know if you know it, but I have always struggled with this. And so what I would like to do with this horrible story is if I could walk through the story real quickly and then I kind of want to share how I've struggled with this and then I would love to share the understanding that the new understanding that I got this year because I think it's really helped me. I don't know. I just want to share. Is that cool? Well, that's what we're doing. Okay. So (laughs) who is Jephthah? We talked about all these super famous judges. So who's this guy? (laughs) All right, here we go in Judges 11. Now, Jephthah of Gilead was a great warrior. He was the son of Gilead, but his mother was a prostitute. Okay, there's already a red flag. Gilead's wife also had several sons, and when these half-brothers grew up, they chased Jephthah off the land. You will not get any of our father's inheritance, they said, for you're the son of a prostitute. So Jephthah fled from his brothers and lived in the land of Tob. And soon he had a band of worthless rebels following him. Very dramatic. <laughs> I know. And like, that's the NLT. It's just super dramatic. That's why it's my favorite version. All right. So you see what happened here. Jephthah, nobody wants Jephthah. They run him off the land. And he kind of has to go and make his own family. Except less of a family. And think more along the lines of organized crime or like a cartel, or a group of mercenaries. I mean, this guy, he built a name for himself as a warlord. So much so, that when things, in that cycle that we saw, when things got really bad for the Israelites, they came to him for help. You guys gotta hear this. So the elders said to Jephthah, come and be our commander. Help us fight the Ammonites. But Jephthah said to them, uh, aren't you the ones who hated me and drove me from my father's house? Why do you come to me now when you're in trouble? Um, because we need you, the elders replied. And if you lead us in battle against the Ammonites, we will make you ruler over all the people of Gilead. Jephthah said to the elders, let me get this straight. If I come with you, and the Lord gives me victory over the Ammonites. 
will you really make me ruler over all the people? The Lord is our witness, the elders replied. We promise to do whatever you say. So they are not really asking for a holy man to lead them. <laughs> Nor are they asking right? out of righteousness, like, we're so no. sorry we treated you oh, this way. <laughs> no, no, yeah. They're hiring muscle. See, they're hiring muscle. But this is Jephthah's chance, so he took it. But then a curious thing happens. At that time, the spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. I know, he decided to use him. And he went throughout the land of Gilead and Manasseh, including Mizpah and Gilead. And from there, he led an army against the Ammonites. But here's where the story takes a twist. And Jephthah, randomly, made a vow to the Lord. He said, if you give me victory over the Ammonites, I will give to the Lord whatever comes out of my house to meet me when I return in triumph. I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Whatever. Why? May I for a second? You, yes. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot since, since last time you talked about this. That, so we, you've already said, Jephthah, uh, how do we say his name? He know. is treating the real God, Yahweh, not, who, who has chosen him and works through him. Yep. He treats that God like he's one of the other just um, hundreds of gods around at the time. Yep. And um, Are you getting ahead of me? I don't think so. I don't That's think you say closing. this. Like they I did. All right, go ahead then. Yeah. I'll let you finish. All right, just hold on. All right. But I've been processing that, this. I know. Yeah. That's because I said it. <laughs> this is what happens if you do two services. I don't know. Okay, but listen, but we talked about this. Like, yeah. why did he make the vow in the first place? God didn't ask him to. And also, he said he would sacrifice whatever comes out of the house to meet him. So is a pot of gold going to kind of walk out? I don't think so. Is a treasure, is a wallet going to? No, it's going to be something alive, right? Yeah, best case scenario, it's a pet. Yeah, what is this, cat, a servant, a wife? Who knows? I don't know. Well, I don't know why he did it, but he did it. But God had already decided to give him the victory, so he did. And then when Jephthah returned home to Mizpah, his daughter came out to meet him playing on a tambourine and dancing for joy. She was his one and only child. He had no other sons or daughters. And when he saw her, he tore his clothes in anguish. Oh, my daughter, he cried out. You've completely destroyed me. You've brought disaster on me. For I have made a vow to the Lord, and I cannot take it back. First off, he blamed his daughter, kind of, yeah. And then God, for something, God's like, I didn't ask you to do that in the first place. But his daughter accepted the fate. She's like, yep, this is what has to happen. She wandered around the hills with her friends for two months in mourning. And then when she returned home, her father kept the vow he had made, and she died a virgin. Do y'all see why I struggle with this story? I mean, this may be the first time you've heard this story and you're thinking, why, Shelly? Why? Why, why is it you, even in the Bible? Why? Yeah, why is it in there? Why did you bring us this horrible story? I could have lived the rest of my life without hearing this thing. And I get it, I know. But also, we're talking about the hard things. And you know how something can be so bad that you have to tell somebody else so that you're just not alone? <laughs> that is the story for me. Y'all, this is my 30-second trip through the Bible. I have wrestled with this story for at least 32 years. And 
For the first couple of decades, this story made me just angry at him, at Jephthah. It made me confused and heartbroken. I could not stop thinking about that poor girl. All she did was just like walk out the door. It all seemed so pointless. And I really, I did not want to spend much time thinking about it. I want to plow through as quickly as could, check that box, and keep going. But I think we're supposed to look at the hard things in the Bible, even if we don't want to. So I started forcing myself to look at it closer each year. And one year, a couple years ago, I found that some scholars think that Jephthah didn't actually sacrifice his daughter, that he didn't kill her, that he, like, sent her to live a celibate life in the temple. And I thought, okay, well, you know, there's not a ton of evidence, but it could be true. It doesn't true. say he killed her. It just says it that. He kept his vow. And you she know, so I don't, Right. So we don't know. And so I spent several years in that camp thinking, okay, maybe that's what happened. But honestly, I don't think it, it was less about searching out the truth of this hard story and more about making myself feel better. Because <laughs> I just like, well, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad and kind of sweep it under the rug but this year was different because I started thinking about this story way before we got to judges this is how much the story has bothered me Joel yeah. so we Bible tribe was in Leviticus which is way before judges and we got to this part of the law and I read it and the first thing I was like Jephthah! so listen to this this is in Leviticus or suppose you make a foolish vow of any kind, whether its purpose is for good or bad. When you realize its foolishness, you must admit your guilt. And when you become aware of your guilt in any of these ways, you must confess your sin. And then you bring to the Lord as a penalty for your sin a female from the flock, either a sheep or a goat. And this is a sin offering with which the priest will purify you from your sin, making you right with the Lord. And I thought... Jephthah had an out. Mm. He had an out this whole time. If you make a stupid vow, you can go, I, that was a mistake, and I'm sorry, and I will make this sacrifice. And then we re kept reading in Deuteronomy, and it says, for example, like never sacrifice <laughs> your son or daughter as a burnt offering. Things you shouldn't have to say out loud, right? Okay, so I'm just but like... But it's written down now. We have why? it on paper. Yeah, it was like... And Jephthah had this. He had this law. And I was like, why? Jephthah, why? He had the law. He had it out. And then, so this year, I was like just mad all over again until a couple of weeks ago. And I started thinking about him, about Jephthah. He, he was driven out of his family and his community. He... He had to make his own way doing what he knew how to do, which is being a warlord. I mean, maybe he didn't take the out because he didn't know about it. I mean, he probably didn't know the law. Like, how would he? They didn't. And this is what you were saying. This is what I, I don't know if he really knew I think, God. Right. I think because he treated Yahweh, the one true God, like all the Canaanite gods around him. Because it was very common if you were a leader and you were going to build a big building or embark on a big endeavor or go into battle, you might sacrifice 
a child. You might sacrifice a member of your family. This, and that might be why his daughter was like, yeah, uh, that's what we have to do. You're right. right. And the only yeah. thing I was going to add to that is that um, that like was putting Jephthah in the center of the story. Yes. Like instead of making, because yeah, like, I am, because he thought that like, well, I'm going to win these battles, but no, it was just he was just the pawn, the pawn that God was using. Right. But he I thought he was saying. in charge. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, because he's like, if I do this, and God will do that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, transactional faith, mm. y'all. That is a dangerous, dangerous slippery slope. And so then last week, Bible tribe. This is going to bring it full circle, and I'm done. Last week, Bible Tribe read Hosea, which is way after Judges, but this just, I was like, what? Listen, my people are being destroyed because they don't know me. And I thought, that's it. Oh, Jephthah. Oh, Shelley. Oh, us. (laughs) If I don't really know God, really know him, know his word, if I don't have that relationship, not transactional, but relational, then I could get things so wrong. And that is a destructive, dangerous way to live. And maybe that is what I needed to finally see out of this horrible story. So that's where I landed this year. I don't feel any better about the story, but I don't think I'm supposed to. Um, But I just want to say, don't give up on the hard stories. Don't skip them. Keep wrestling, even if it takes you 32 years to get anywhere, okay? What about you, Joel? Because I know that you had some big things too. I just, one, one big thing that I realized is I normally read through the book of Judges, and I normally think about it as some of the other books around it, like Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and, uh, and, and there's even historical stories in, in Genesis. And I just thought it was one of those books. But now as, I, as we read through the whole thing and we look at the ending here, especially this morning as we look at the ending, I see that it's, it's really the historical stories are secondary. What this book is really doing, it's a book of lamentations. It's, it's a book yeah. for lamenting. And that's our big Bible word for today, I know. But lamenting means to be sorrowful, or grief-stricken, and I think that's what Judges actually does for us. That's really good. I had never thought about that either until you said it. Thank you. Melissa and I went and saw The Sound of Freedom. How many of you guys have seen The Sound of Freedom? Mm. Yeah, because it like hit number two in the box office for a while. If you haven't seen it, The Sound of Freedom is about a guy who dedicates his life to child trafficking, and it's almost three hours of heaviness. And it's by Angel Studios. They do a great job with The Chosen. I think they did a good job with this movie. But at times during the movie, I was thinking, man, can't, oh, can't we just skip over this? Like, it, it didn't do anything wrong or like crude or anything. It was just like, it was weighty. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't feel good. You know, I, I, like, I like going to the theater sometimes and watching comedies and stuff like that. That wasn't it. And, but it was quite obvious, especially with the plea that they make at the end of the movie, this was supposed to be weighty. It was supposed to draw out of me that, that sadness so that I am then driven to do something about it. And, and that's, that's what Judges is. Yeah. Judges is a reading of difficult stuff, and then at the end of it, you're like, 
all right, I am sad enough now that I'm, I'm going to do something about it. This is, this is the essence of repentance. It's like I, I feel bad about this, and I want to change it. So if you, if you don't get that from the Jephthah story, you will most likely get it from the last two chapters of Judges. If you want to turn on the Judges 20 mm. and 21 and skim through this, and this is your favorite story. Right? Oh, my gosh. It is the worst story <laughs> in the whole book. You think he's going to... You think it's even worse? I think it is. You know, you leave out the worst part, and I'm glad. Just keep going. Yeah, well, if, you, if you're picturing, because I, I grew up reading a cartoon, you know, comic book Bible when I was like seven. You may have done something like that. Or if you'd seen, like, the like, nice Sunday school drawings of the Bible characters, you might picture the Israelites as these people wearing robes and, like, you know, conducting themselves like proper Romans or yeah, something yeah, like that. Like, no. No, think Wild West, and then think Wilder. And think medieval, like medieval like, like cruelties and, and, and mentalities, and then go much, much more primitive. That's the world that we're in. And this story in Judges 20 starts out with a guy traveling with his concubine. And they get to this town, and the men of this town come, and they want to do very bad things that we won't talk about here in service, but it's right there. You can read it. And they um, end up taking this man's concubine, abusing her, beating her, and she dies a couple days later. And you keep reading this, the man's concubine. I don't don't think she's named there. Mm -mm. And and, And it just shows you just how despicable we are. Like, this is... This is a period where people are just wrong in their views and a lot of things. And that's, that's one of them. She's not named. She's not a wife. She's not even a person. She's just a man's concubine. Yep. But it's still a disgusting enough situation that 11 tribes of Israel band together and, and say to the tribe where this, the, the town that this happened in, give us those people. We're going to have our vengeance on them. And the tribe of Benjamin says no. And this causes a civil war type battle. And that's where we are in Judges 20, uh, verse 46 through 48. On that day, 25,000 Benjaminite swordsmen fell. So they lose pretty hard. All of them valiant fighters. But 600 of them turned and fled into the wilderness to the rock of Ramon, where they stayed for four months. So they ran and hid away. The men of Israel went back to Benjamin, that area that the, the tribe of Benjamin was given. And they put all the towns to the sword. They kill everybody else that's left. Man, woman, child. Even including animals and everything else they found. And all the towns that they came across. Wow. They set on fire. It, it escalates. Just a complete leveling. Yeah, like, yeah, it's very, very brutal. And um, that seems tragic. And the confusing thing is I'm reading through Judges 20 is that the 11 tribes of Israel seem to be seeking God's guidance throughout all of this. And again, like, it's just, it's just not a clean book. It's not, mm. it, it, it doesn't have, like, clean lines. They're like, oh, these are Messy. good guys and these are bad guys. And it's, you know, it just, it proves that God's ways are higher than, than my ways because I don't understand it. And, um, and then the, the 11 tribes of Israel do something um, like Jephthah where they make a vow without consulting God. Um, the, it says in Judges 21.1 that the men of Israel then took an oath at Mizpah, not one of us will give his daughter in marriage to a Benjaminite. And you don't really think about what that means until you think through, okay, they just had a battle, and, and the entire tribe of Benjamin has been killed except for these 600 warriors mm-hmm. that run off to the Rock of Ramon and hide out there. 
So there's 600 men warrior, male warriors left over, and they're not allowed to marry foreigners because they'll bring in foreign gods. And now they're not allowed to marry any of their fellow Israelites, so they literally can't do either. So what is this going to do? It's going to make them Dinosaur extinct. extinct. Yeah. Yep. And they've got a problem now. The 11 tribes of Israel have now done something pretty foolish. Um, one of the Bible com commentaries I read said that, that um, God's justice is not just to um, punish evildoers, but it's also his justice is intended to not over-punish. Like, there's got to be a balance. And this seems hmm. to, like, strike that chord of being a, too big of a punishment. It doesn't take a geneticist to figure out what the consequences of this are going to be, and it doesn't take the Israelites long to figure that out either. So they have to come up with a solution because they know that it's not in God's will for the whole tribe of Gen Benjamin to be wiped out, and they don't want to be responsible for it. And so... So they all just have a meeting, and they vote on things, and they <laughs> settle things. Or they take that, that uh, stupid oath um, verse. Yeah, they take the out, Yeah, right? like, okay, we've committed like, a sin oh, by making a note that was dumb. Like, no, nope. undo this. No, nope. you can read in Judges 21 what they end up doing. They, um, they find a tribe that is not represented here at this meeting and who has not joined in the fight against Benjamin, and they go and attack that unsuspecting town, murder everyone except for the eligible women of the town, and give those women to the tribe of Benjamin. Bystanders. To, to, um, to, to, to yeah, to, so that the uh, tribe of Benjamin doesn't uh, die out. That's their solution. But then that's it. That's nope. as bad as it gets. Nope, nope, that's not it, because there's not even enough of those brides to be given to Benjamin. The um, stupidity continues, and uh, judges... Um, 20, I'm sorry, yeah, let's see here, we're down in 21, 19 through 21. They need a couple more, and so they d decide that they tell these other Benjaminites who still need wives, there's an annual festival for the Lord in Shiloh, which lies north of Bethel, east of the road that goes from Bethel to Shechem and south to Lebanon. And so they instructed the Benjaminites, go hide in the vineyards and watch. And when the young women of Shiloh come out and join in the dancing, rush from the vineyards, and each of you seize one of them as your wives, and return to the land of Benjamin. And they, they drug them off and took them to their own land. Like, no. Yeah. Like, no. You will Somebody not read anything more caveman-like in the Bible than that. It does. It sounds like run, hide in the bush, club them on the head, throw them over the shoulder, dry them off. But instead of just admitting that they were wrong in, in doing the sin offering thing, they, say, they come up with this like, plan of like, okay, well, we're, we can't give our daughters in marriage because we just made an oath to do that. So you just go and capture them. We know where they're going to be. Yeah, it's just... It's awful. It just it gets worse, worse, worse. They try to fix a problem and they make it even worse. It reminds us of our verse... For the whole month, go back, going back to Proverbs 14, um, we, we've said this over and over again. There's a way that seems right to a man, and in the end, it leads to death. Yep. And then you pair that with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that here's what we should do. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understandings. And then all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight and clean, and they'll make sense. And they won't be like the book of Judges. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've taken out of that, is that... The, and that's the last... Yeah, look, story. how many more verses are after that? Um, here's, here's, here's how the book ends, or even though I wouldn't necessarily call it an ending. Mm -hmm. um, the last two verses of the whole book, 
is that at that time the Israelites left the place, they went to their home, uh, to their tribes and clans, each to his own inheritance, and in those days Israel had no king, and everyone did as they saw fit. It's like, I mean, if you're reading this book, I would not suggest this for my book club. <laughs> I would not, like, this story didn't have an end. It had a dot, dot, dot. There's no ending It's like moral. horrible, 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 dot, dot, dot. In fact, there's not even a C, don't be like the Israelites. Right, and moral I'll, of the story is. And I'll tell you why. It's because the original audience didn't need to be told that. Right. They would just read it. And they would roll it up, and they would weep, and they would lament, and hopefully their hearts would be broken enough that they're like, they'd turn back to God. We're the ones who look for the moral of the story. They uh, already, yeah. Yeah, It I breaks agree. your heart, you yeah. wrestle with it, that's what it's supposed we're to do. We're used to that from that's like, exactly what it's supposed to do. But yeah. we're also smart enough, I think, as a, as a people, to be able to lament something as well. And I think that's what the book of Judges will do for us. That it leaves us recognizing, like we said before, that we don't need uh, a human, temporary, flawed um, rescuer. We need the real thing. And the whole Old Testament points to this Messiah coming. And you and I luckily live in part of history where he's come. And and it leaves us like pointing back towards him. Which puts us in a much better position reading this book than our ancient brothers and sisters because our ancient brothers and sisters just had that dot 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 oh well i mean someday it will be better we have dot 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 the father loved the world so much that he sent his only son to sacrifice his life for us to make a way back so that we can have that restored connection and we serve a risen savior we serve a God who put his spirit in us so that we don't have to trust ourselves all the time because, hello, that's, oof, that's where I get, mm, that's the worst, those are the worst decisions I make when I'm just like, I'll just figure it out. Yeah, so that's, that's where we are. And um, it's not, I mean, that's, that's, that's judges. That's, that's the message. And I kind of hope it is like, is it over? Because <laughs> that's the way it should feel. And I hope that, that you have something to think about. And um, that you recognize that we all need that rescuer. And I know we had a lot of heavy stuff, a lot of hard stuff, a lot of things that we don't ever really talk about in church stuff. And I know it's a lot, so we wanted to just have a moment at the end of the service. We want to close it out. Let's just take a breath. 